Hey guys, welcome to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360. He's Steve, Xbox Live Toaster. I'll just say Toaster 360 again, but it's, it's not. It is, in fact, it's Stevevich. Yeah. And uh, we are thinking different today. Uh, what day is today? Saturday, September 15, 2018. And what episode is this, Steve? Episode, what, you know, 88? That's correct. There we go. 88. And we're feeling great. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode, we're going to be focusing uh, mostly on just the Apple press conference that took place earlier this week. Our hardly ever talk about tech segment. Yes. (laughs) Just to let you all know that it is alive and kicking. It's still there. It is not on life support. Not just about Russ's light bulbs. No, no. Although we could make it about my light bulbs, too. Or his toothbrush. Or my toothbrush. Yes. Uh, yes, Russ. Uh, how you doing, Steve? You know, I'm doing okay. It's been a, been a fast week. You know, we were a bit rainy, soggy this week. We Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's blue skies, but then all of a sudden we'll have like like water balloon size rain just come <laughs> in for like five minutes, completely just drench everything, even have some minor flooding, and then it just goes away, and now we're back to... Crazy, muggy, hot, yeah. sweaty nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> nuts. Absolutely nuts. No, but, uh, you know, the week was all right. I uh, got some some Netflix in. I'm going to watch a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, what'd you watch? I got my, uh, the, the second disc in 24, season four. Season four. Season I don't remember how many seasons they made of the original 24. Mm. I know I got through most of the seasons. Did you? But I think there are two, maybe three, that I did not watch. (laughs) It's still good, Russ. Oh, I'm sure it has aged like a fine wine. It is an absolute fantastic show. It is. My goodness. I remember watching that show back in 2007. I binge watched the crap out of that show. Man, I don't know how people could survive through the commercials because, golly, I mean, I guess the commercials gave you some sort of breather or a break. Like, oh, goodness, I need to go get some popcorn or a drink of water or go take a <laughs> pee. But uh, I don't, you know, I'm I am definitely enjoying binge watching. I mean, straight through, it's incredible. I think I watched three episodes in one night. Yeah, and still got to sleep somehow. But <laughs> it's crazy because that show has uh, Kiefer Sutherland who plays the the main protagonist. But before he did that show, most of the roles that he did were kind of like more villain antagonist roles. And so it was a, a pretty big departure to watch him kind of jump the fence, so to speak, and, and, be, and play a protagonist. But I think given that particular role in 24, it's perfect because his character, Jack Bauer, just does anything just about to get the job done kind of thing. And yeah. so he, I feel like he can kind of tap into that well a little bit, but then mix it with this other formula. And so it, I think uh, it's just great. Yeah. And then it fell off a little bit. Not not 24 per se, but I decided to get the second Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, gosh. Out of the shadows. That movie is not what the first movie was like. 
No, this is like the from from the new generation Ninja Turtles. Oh, the current generation. The current, the current generation, one, yeah. but the second one that came out. Even that one, like, okay, okay. I'll let you okay, okay. go. Go ahead and yeah, say yeah, your yeah, piece, yeah, and yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll come yeah. in after you. Okay, it sucked. <laughs> I, I knew it was gonna suck before I got it, but I thought, oh, you know, I should probably just see it. You know, we talk about all this stuff. Anyway. Sure. Yeah, I'll you know, give it a watch. And you know, I'm trying to be kind, and I'm like, you know, maybe it's gonna be good. You know, hey, hey, you know, maybe maybe it's gonna be better than the first one. You know, you never, never really know. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. No, not one thing that you liked. No, no, I didn't like Bebop and Rocksteady one mm. bit. I didn't like Krang. I didn't like Shredder. I don't even think there was any real fighting scenes like like Ninja, you know, Karate Chop, martial arts stuff. Mm. Man, I keep on thinking about how the live action Ninja Turtle movie, the first one that came out way back when. Oh, such a classic. I mean, you had, you know, people slicing and dicing. You had Donatello using his bow. You had Michelangelo yeah. nunchucking everywhere. You oh, even yeah. had a little nunchuck contest with the foot soldier and everything. I mean, it was like what you would, it was a Ninja Turtle martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Kung Fu movie, except it was Ninja Turtles. And, and, and it was funny. Right you are. And original. Mm. And this is like, okay, yeah, they there's uh, some explosions and yeah, you know, there's some action and stuff, but there's no real like, martial arts fighting, what you would expect from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. The, and you never saw this movie in the theater, I take it. No, no. no. <laughs> um, I mean, Megan Fox is in it, and she's foxy, of course, but... Um, she's a tall glass of water, that one. <laughs> yeah, when I saw... Okay, so the first one, did you see the first one of the current generation? Yeah, you 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 told me to go see it. Yeah. And I saw it with a friend and actually my friend thought it was okay. And he asked me what I thought. And I was like, you really want to know? He's like, yeah. And then I told him, it's like, you'd ruin the movie for me. I'm like, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I told you, you don't ask me that question. Uh, so the first one that that came out, I thought was, a, it was a, a decent film. Like uh, it was nowhere near as good as like the original 1989 live action classic. But there were certain things about it where I was like, okay, like I, 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 there are, I, I can see how they were trying to get some of the spirit of the, the, the TMNT in there. And I was looking forward to seeing where they would take it and what was going on with it. The second one, though, was just, uh, yeah, it, it, it really, I was excited initially because it had Bebop and Rocksteady right. being advertised. And, and that was the missed opportunity from um, The Secret of the Ooze, which was the follow-up to the 1989 classic. Right. But they, you know, if you recall, they didn't have Bebop and Rocksteady. They ended up having some random snapping turtle and some werewolf-looking thing that were like the mutants that Shredder made, and Shredder turned into Super Shredder. I mean, it was just so goofy from left field. You're just like, right. you have all this wonderful creations that that you could have leveraged and you didn't use any of it like what what yeah who, who's controlling this whole thing yeah but in this one the current one i actually i liked the look of krang and i liked uh i actually thought his his voice was pretty cool i mean it was obviously different than the cartoon voice but to me that's okay like i was like okay i can get behind that that's cool but there wasn't enough like backstory and purpose and everything like you you, you find shredder being all of a sudden into dimension x and he's there for like 30 seconds and that's it and then goes back but 
there wasn't the technodrome was assembling and then it was gone. He never really saw the yeah. full technodrome. Like it, and that was like the way the whole movie took took place. It never really developed into anything. Right. It was like why bring it out if it's like a quarter of a movie that you're right. expounding into an hour and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. What they should have done, in my opinion, is they should have had the technodrome actually successfully come together. But not in the way that they did it, where it was like, like assembling from the sky. It's like, no, you guys, you too many things, too many films these days are having some sort of like uh, occurrence that's going on in the sky. Like yeah. the, the the whole Technodrome thing was that it was this very hush hush underground thing. Like like Crane was all about keeping a low profile. He wasn't about like having this big entrance into earth. That and was more Shredder's else. thing. Yeah, that was Shredder's thing. So, I mean, I would, for one, would have loved to have seen the, the Technodrome all of a sudden materialize, you know, watch it kind of roll through these kind of underground, uh, subterranes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Caverns or whatever, or, or like it drills its own way. And of course, you know, that was one of the big things was that Shredder always used those kind of like, Oh, what were they called? It's my mind's a bit cobwebby when it comes to all the different names, but what was the name of that drill? Like, yeah, it was kind of a thing. It was kind of like the underminer from the Incredibles in a way. Yeah. yeah it had that kind of what drill. What the heck was that called? I forgot, but I remember in the cartoon they went and the thing reversed, like went, went away magma from the earth, like oozed up and then dried. Yeah. You know? So it kind of covered their tracks. Yeah. Oh, now apparently you have a doorbell ringing on your phone. But what was that thing called? Like we used to know it. We used to know all those. Yeah, it's been too long. Well, anyway, I wish they would have shown that because that would have been a great opportunity to be able to showcase Shredder coming out of that. And and yeah, I think the I don't know if they if they use the same actor from the first Ninja Turtles film from this this newer series or not. Yeah, I don't remember. Or if they they changed them out. But yeah, I don't. My favorite is still the actor who played the original Shredder in the yeah. 1989 classic. Like, like, I mean, obviously that guy is a lot older now. They For wouldn't sure. be able to use him, but his look overall was like, yeah, that's Shredder. Yeah, um, he had the martial arts. He had the the he talked the talk and walked the walk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have loved. I mean, in this film too, like I did like there was kind of a battle royale scene where the Ninja Turtles are fighting Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, weren't they like in the cargo jet or something? And then they, they fly out of the back and they fall down. And then like, like Rocksteady's into one of the tanks or something. And it's going down a river. I can't remember. Like, I remember like that whole action sequence just from, from a visual standpoint, I was like, Hey, this is actually cool. Like, I like the way this looks. Well, yeah, basically they're they're transporting something back that they needed to bring the Technodrome back into this dimension. And of course, people from Rocksteady are buff and clumsy, and so there's a lot of knocking stuff around. And they're and Bebop decides to, or maybe I don't know who, one of them decides to start shooting one of the can the guns on the on the right. tank, the small tank that they're driving. Of course, you know it. it punches a hole in the air in the, okay. in the jet and it starts the jet starts to disintegrate and um whatever and whatnot they all fall out and into the river and somehow they all they all survive including the tank and then you know whatever and whatnot so yeah yeah i, I it's been a while since i've watched the whole film i, I don't recall too many other details i do remember though i did not like the the casting choice for casey jones oh that was terrible um he just he did not embody the soul no. or persona of casey jones no. at all especially once again going back to the 1989 film 
perfect yeah. Casey Jones right yeah. there. Like it was just awesome. So much to love about that that original film. But yeah, it was just it was yeah, it was it was a bit of a mess with this second one. And so I don't know if they're gonna make a, a third one or not, which again is just unfortunate because um I for one really want to see other characters from that world become uh you know kind of a staple of, of the silver screen like Usagi Yojimbo. Who doesn't want to see him? Of course. You know, there's there's all kinds of different characters that, that they made. Like, you know, even Baxter Stockman, you know, they they had um uh, Baxter that was in the this movie that you just saw, but he was he didn't really in, he he didn't instill a lot of what made Baxter Baxter. I feel like that was almost a disservice to Baxter Stockman because you know ba- he he made the Mousers and mm-hmm. uh, he himself turned into a fly. I believe it was if, if I remember all my <laughs> my Ninja Turtle <laughs> mythos correctly. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of that going on. It's funny that you watched that movie though, because I actually I didn't watch any Ninja Turtle movies, but I listened. I came across the original. Um, if and actually, um, I was with you when I found this. The theme song to the yeah. 1987. Yeah, I had to like. Huh. <laughs> Close my ears, hum, stomp, something like that, because that song gets stuck in my head, and then I can't oh my stop gosh, thinking dude. about it. I started listening to it on one of the, the days this past week when I was coming home from work, and it is such a catchy song. I just started like headbanging, Russ. No, but I was listening to it, and I was totally singing along after a while. And then, and what was interesting was that the the clip I found has both the the singing part, and then it also has the ending music after like one of the cartoons is over. And it was, I mean, literally for an hour and a half driving home, I just had that on repeat and it was Uh, just, it was actually, it was really fun because that was one of my uh, favorite cartoons growing up as a kid. And I also, I mean that I'm sorry, but like out of all the different iterations of the Ninja Turtle cartoon theme song, that's still my favorite. Between that and it's a small world after all, I don't, you know, Oh, I'll choose Ninja Turtles every time. (laughs) <laughs> so that 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 gets me thinking. See, I I have the first Justice League, or, or yeah, no, no, Batman versus Superman. I have on my, oh, on my Netflix. Why? So, and that's the thing. I'm like, you know, we always talk about all this stuff. I should just watch it. You're just a glutton for punishment. Yes, I know. So I think I'm going to take that one off because I already don't like Ben Affleck. And when he, with the recent news of of Henry Cavill um, or Cavill, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I think it's right. Cavill. I want to say it's Cavill. So, you know, with him departing from from Superman or that heading in that direction, I'm like, you know, I don't want to give that movie any kind of more credit than it's worth. I mean, honestly, I, you know, I, I refuse to watch that movie just yeah. because of the casting that was done for Batman. I, I was not a fan. Like, I think Ben Affleck is a good actor in other roles, but I don't think he fits at all with uh, Bruce Wayne uh, or Batman. So, and plus, I mean, just the Zack Snyder thing, I, I just, I, I don't like a lot of what he envisioned for the world of, of how these characters live and everything else. But, ah, yeah. Interesting, Steve. I, I, uh, I, I, you may not want to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to take it off. I really don't want to. I mean, yeah, not till they make it better. Who knows when that's going to happen. I I just don't, I, life's too short to, to get aggravated for movie studios ruining your superhero favorites. I totally agree. And you know, the, the Henry Cavill thing, I, I checked online today. There's no new news about the whole thing, which 
I don't know. It sounds like it's almost kind of like a marketing ploy. Like they wanted to test the waters to see like yeah. how much of a fan following Henry Cavill has with the character of Superman, because there's just, there's no definitive way either side of, of like, Oh, is he staying or is he going? Like no one has come forth and said, yep, it's official. Like, like his agents like, Oh, well you never know. And then like even Henry Cavill, which by the way, <laughs> his agent doesn't sound like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, How does this sound, Ross? Uh, actually, it's she, and I have no idea. Okay. Uh, he, Henry Cavill, posted some cryptic Twitter video. I don't know if you saw this or not, but like he has this, the, has that song that dun 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 yeah. dun dun. Yeah. But but then that type of song, instead of like how the notes hit, it's dogs. So you hear a dun 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 dun. And like he has yeah. like a, a t-shirt and it says, um, was it Krypton team lift or lifting team? I think it's what it was, something like that. And he has this toy of himself as Superman and that's uh, still in the box. And he's just kind of staring like, like expressionless into the camera. And you see him like move the box into frame to the, the, the barking. So it's like, woo, 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 woo. And then it goes back down out of frame and that's it. Like that's all he did. And then like he wrote in there, it was like, it's been an exciting day. And then hashtag Superman. And <laughs> I wonder if that's just a new line of toys that was coming out or something. I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling. I think that there is some talking going on, some negotiating. I think that um, especially as, Henry Cavill is is becoming more and more well known as an actor because everything he's done so far, everybody really likes him in. I think that that there's probably some negotiations and some talking that you know with contracts and everything else. At this point, I think it would be just a, a disaster for DC and Warner Brothers if if they were to just show Henry the door and then all of a sudden now you have both the characters of Batman and Superman that have to be replaced, but yet you still have the budding cast of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and um, the rest of them like for Flash and, and Cyborg, that sort of thing. I mean, you're going to, it's, it's just going to fragment the world even more. Like they, they're trying to build this world up. That's, that's its own little ball of wax. You know, we should probably do a Patreon bonus episode where we just focus mainly on what's going on with that. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that would make some sense to be able to just, if for nothing else, for us to be able to vent out just what we uh, have noticed. There you go. What else have been uh, up to you? <laughs> what else have you been up to? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been about it. I mean, I uh, still continuing with the, the mobile games and uh, haven't got anything new yet. Uh, I noticed there was a new Forza Horizon 4 commercial out that I posted on Facebook. Oh. Ooh, I have yet to see it. I will need to check it out. It's a little more humorous than, uh, you know, heart pumping like the Forza Horizon 3 commercial that was out, which I also posted on Facebook. Right. Uh, Good so, job. <laughs> um, but, man, I'm, I'm just inching a little bit. You know, I, I definitely, you know, with these new games that are coming out, I mm, might be getting the new system here looking like mm. it, you know. I'm trying to hold off for the holidays because I know the price is going to drop by by oh you probably, by fifty bucks at yeah, least fifty if not seventy yeah. So if I can you know hold off and buy it then, most likely I will. I mean, it's, oh. it's mid September for crying out loud. It is indeed, Steve. So you know that's a couple months away, Ross. 
<sighs> and I might be in that same boat. I'm not sure. We'll have to see how everything goes. But you might be in that same galleon. I might be, or that same sloop. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> not the same brig, though, Rose. Don't don't be in this. Uh, no, no. So you uh, you uh, left a stain on that ship. Yeah, coffee stain. I was gonna say uh, vomit stain. Ah, uh, that too, from the coffee, from the grog. What about you, Russ? What about me? It's probably just Spider-Man. Okay, let's continue. Yeah, on. You, you, <laughs> you're a soothsayer, Steve. Fortune freaking teller. Uh, let's see. Is Russ online? Nope. Hmm. <laughs> Must be PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I do have people on, on Xbox who like, <laughs> he comes, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm on the other system. Uh, I'll be back in a bit. Rose Roy, no Spider-Man, play Spider-Man, leave me alone. Yeah. No, I, I've been playing Spider-Man, as you so rightfully said. And uh, it's a fun game. I got to say, uh, oh, there, sure there's just trust. there's a lot to like about the game so far. I'm taking my time with it. No. I'm not wanting to burn through no. the, the main mission, which is good anyway, because I want to be able to learn the combat system a bit yes. more. I want to be able to learn about how to be able to leverage the modifications right. you can do with the suit. Yes. And I have found that uh, prior to me taking the time to learn those things, that there were several um, pockets, mm -hmm. if you will, okay, where I was not activating certain things, and that was doing my uh, gameplay experience a disservice because You're doing they were inactive. Doing yourself dirty. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. As the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, like just going through, you know, I'm having fun with the landmarks. Again, this is not a spoiler. I'm going to make a point to not right, right. like give away any spoilers yeah, just because yeah, the game yeah, is very yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want any people no, upset no, no, out no, there. No, 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 no. But one of the things that you can do is um, take pictures of various landmarks throughout New York. Mm. And so what's a lot of fun, and again, this has already been published on like IGN and others. Um <laughs> But there are certain buildings, um, such as uh, the Avengers Tower, which would use the Stark cool. Tower. So you, you're swinging all of a sudden. You see it. You're like, wow. And it's really tall, really big. No Avengers, though. I don't see any Avengers. Don't suppose they paid any tribute to the uh, Spider-Man 1 initial movie poster where the two towers are reflected in Spider-Man's eyes, do they? I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. They actually have... Um, a number of things that they have placed in there. Uh, one of one of which is the Ghostbusters firehouse. Oh yes, uh, like I was supposed to swing did, around. Did, yeah, did what? Didn't I mention that the other night when I was playing it with you? I don't remember. I was like, man, that looks like the Ghostbusters firehouse. I th was it from the game? I remember you saying that, but I don't remember if it was from the game or if it was from something else that we were looking at. That was from the game, Ross. Oh. That was part of the four percent that I achieved. Uh, oh. Well, I also found Doctor Strange's building. Uh -huh. You know, from if you recall yeah, yeah. where he I, resides I, yeah. with uh -huh. that huge stained glass yeah. circle yeah. window yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 I found that. So there's there's a, quite a few things. And in, in addition to obviously all the uh, real world landmarks that that you know New York is known for. Well, then that kind of begs the question. Maybe uh, sometime in the future, the developers might make a Avengers version of this game. With the same, like, engine sort of thing. I mean, they already got the city. They already got the building. They already kind of have the fighting system down and whatever, whatnot. You know, the only problem with that, Steve, is that Crystal Dynamics, Crystal and Enix, are, are currently uh, working 
on some sort of title that mm-hmm. sounds very much like what you're describing. So I think interesting the uh, the chances of something like that happening, at least in the near future, is very slim. All right. Well, it's cool either way. But they did a nice job on the building. Yeah. We'll, we'll give them that. Um, also, like with uh, the, just the swinging, like the web swinging, that sort of thing. Do they have Stark Tower? So they, I don't think they have Stark Tower. I saw Avengers Tower. And I think Avengers Tower used to be Stark Tower. It oh. got turned into the Avengers Tower. Gotcha. Go ahead. So there are various abilities. Like I said, it's very reminiscent of the, the Batman Arkham series. We talked about this before, mm-hmm. uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I actually like how that ability tree thing works. And it also applies to how you swing through the city. And, and as you level up, you increase your strength, you increase your speed. And, that, and, and that's not only for fighting and running, it's also for swinging, which is great because I think at first when you're playing and you're exploring the area, you have that like sense of wonderment of, oh, what's this? Oh, this is so new. And uh, and then once you've discovered everything and you've been kind of doing missions for a while, a little bit of that, that wonderment begins to kind of fade a bit. And now you're just trying to get from one location to the other. It's still really fun to be able to swing around and that sort of thing. But I think it makes sense how they slowly over time as you level up, my, my Spider-Man's up to level 20 now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, just being able to like have a, a faster kind of swinging experience is cool. Also, there are abilities that help to kind of almost like slingshot you into the air. So you're, in, you're almost like instantly at like close to max speed or whatever. And then you're swinging and whatnot. It's really cool. So a lot of fun there. There's still, like I said, quite a bit for me to be able to get through and that's fine because the sheer amount of side story, I mean, they have like a, a black cat side story and they have landmarks and they have the, the backpacks and they have the, uh, pollution stuff. And they, I mean, they have a ton, an absolute ton of these side things to do. Like I came across a homeless man who, um, has a love for pigeons and his pigeons flew away. And so now I have to try and track down the oh, pigeons, cool. the homing pigeons that he lost. That's a cool side quest. So then the pigeons are flying and I'm having to like swing after it and try and catch it. That's pretty fun. Catch him in a big spider web. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> so I, I mean, <laughs> once I, I beat the game, and again, if you, I don't know if you want to be able to, to play through and beat it yourself, but I Probably would like will. to be able yeah. to, to have one particular episode. Maybe we do it for our, um, our Patreon mm-hmm. listeners, but I'd like to be able to have like a full-on review with spoilers just to be able to like of analyze the whole thing. And I think that'd be a, a fun thing to do because the game is really fun. I don't know at this point where my final score is going to be, obviously, because I haven't beaten the game. Well, but yeah, Russ. I don't know. I'm curious to see where it's going to fall in terms of game of the year contender. We're about to see. Did you ever get to swoop down close to the water and see how good the I water fell is? into the water, ah, actually. And can Spider-Man swim? Yes, he can. Okay. He can swim, but the problem is, is that once you get out there, there's nowhere for you to really shoot your webbing. It's not like I'm swimming and I just want to, hey, I want to get out of the water because, you know, it makes sense. There's no buildings. Right. Well, so. that's kind of, you know, when they erased... I forgot, forgot about the L and release there, Russ. Um, yeah. Released uh, the prior Spider-Man game. He could just web sling anywhere. Like even if he was above all the buildings and would still want to web swing, <laughs> yeah. it was like, you know, throwing his web up to the moon or whatever and still swinging. So it makes sense. But yeah, he's, he's attaching his webbing to the sky map. But does the does the water look good though, Russ? We were saying the water looked good from far away. Up close. I still think the water looks good. I think that I mean, if I were to be like super nitty gritty critical of it, I would say they probably 
if I were to compare the water up close to like the water of Batman Arkham Knight up close, I think the water of Arkham Knight is better. Hmm. But I mean, that's, it's not like there's some huge disparaging well, difference between the two. I mean, the, the water in Spider-Man is very nice. So um, yeah, especially considering too, like you really don't hang out. Like that's the thing in Arkham Knight, you were actively like gliding over big parts of water that was in the, that kind of Harbor ocean Bay thing versus this game where you're like, it's more kind of like just set dressing. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can kind of get over to it and you can fall into it if you want or whatever, but it's really not like an overarching part. Like say sea of thieves, like sea of thieves, the water is like gorgeous. Well, yeah. it makes sense. Cause you're on a boat and you're yeah. like, you know, that, that is the world is the ocean. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can say, but I just, I don't, like I said, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Needless to say, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a really fun game. When I come home from work, it's like, yeah, I want to play some more Spider-Man. I want to see what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to today. Don't talk to me. Go play my bike. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, <laughs> maybe not that harsh, but still, I want to. Hi, Daddy. You want to play with me? No, I, I, uh, I'm sorry, honey. Daddy must play Spider-Man for at least an hour. He'll be back. I, I don my 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 <laughs> Spider-Man fatigues. You know what's interesting is, uh, as a side note, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games, he has been um, a very big, um, I don't know what you would say, he's a big fan of the Spider-Man game, he's a big fan of Spider-Man, but he's really kind of gone above and beyond in terms of just the, the countdown to when this game was released. And he's been doing some some uh, entertaining antics. Like his, he, he kind of started doing this thing where he takes his shirt off and he wears a Spider-Man mask, just the mask itself, and runs around. And it's kind of the gag because, you know, the guy's, you know, he's a gamer, nerd, geeky guy, whatever. Doesn't have the body of Spider-Man? No, not at all. But yeah. that's one of the endearing things about the about the whole thing. And it's, it's, I mean, kudos to him for being brave and doing that sort of thing. But it's turned into, like, actually part of the movement that is the promotion of this game. And Insomniac Games actually uh, created a, a character after Greg Miller's Spider-Man persona. So you can find Greg Miller in the game with like not wearing a shirt That's with the mask and funny. stuff. It's really, really cool. In fact, I think uh, I follow Greg on Instagram and he was posting up there something about how it's very surreal to find that you are now immortalized into a, a, not just any video game, but one that's like a triple-A Spider-Man first-party title for, for the Sony PlayStation. So, yeah, happy for the guy. I mean, like I said, like that kind of thing, you don't know how uh, <laughs> it's going to play out, but, I mean, Greg has such a, a charismatic personality anyway. It's like, yeah, it, the, the dude can pull it off easily. You know, you mentioning... Instagram remind me of uh, one thing that happened this week it has nothing to do with games, <laughs> but I was watching Jay Leno's garage car show. Yeah. Yeah. And he was interviewing the founder and CEO of Koenigsegg, oh. which is a Swedish hypercar. It's like, it's the fastest road going car in the world. Mm. And so I didn't know his name. I had to rewind it a couple times cause I'm not used to hearing Swedish names. Yeah. And uh, so I found him on Facebook and I only saw he had 490 uh, followers or uh, friends mm. or, and followers. This is the owner of the company? Correct. And so I thought at first, maybe it's a fan site and it might still be a fan site, but it has where he went to high school. It has what college he went to. He has his job. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, hey, this person knows awful lot or it's the exact <clears> person. So I thought, well, I'll just see what happens. So I hit add friend. 
couple days, he accepted my friend request. Well, isn't I that thought, nice? I thought, wow, here we go. This is on Facebook? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there you go. So, kind of cool. Maybe you can befriend the man, and perhaps we'll be able to do a technology segment on the the vehicle. While you continue, I'm, I'm, I have to show you the oh. car. I, I know you don't oh, know. Oh, I, I know oh. you can't envision the uh, in, the, in the car. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna show it to you. All you can there are so many cars out there, Steve. And uh, well, I can identify certain vehicles. When you get into the exotic realm, my I think uh, breadth, if you will, of knowledge is very limited to Ferrari, Lamborghini, uh, a little bit of Bugatti. Uh, perhaps even, um, oh, you know, I, I, that's how bad it is. I can see the, uh, oh, Koenigsegg. You, 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 if you play Need for Speed in some of these car games, um, I mean, Look, it's, it's in Forza Horizon. It looks fast also. just sitting there. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it's very, very fast. Very nice. It's also over like a million dollars, like 1.2 million dollars. You know, not 1.3, but you know. basically money that I will never see in my lifetime. Yes. Yes, that's good. All right, well, how about we uh, go ahead and dive into our topic of the day? That sounds great. is the 2018 Apple press conference. Just so you know, we have done a very, um, well, it was live at the time, but we did, we did, I guess a better way of saying it is a real time recording of us watching and commenting on the entire press conference, which, uh, you can find on Patreon, but real time. That's not a word you hear much anymore. uh, You still hear it. I mean, real time, you know, it's like live streaming real time, you know, that sort of thing. You hear about it when you watch 24. Mm. Events happen in real time. I'm not going to let you T-bone the topic of the day, Steve. <laughs> the following takes place between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Sorry. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, there were two main segments to the press conference this year, which I was a bit surprised about. One, of course, has to do with the Apple Watch. Mm. And the second one has to do with the latest iteration of the iPhone. iPhone. And I was, I know in the past they've done press conferences where they, they tend to include about four, sometimes even five products. And so I was a bit surprised. Um, I would say overall, I guess I'll, I'll start with kind of a high level thing here. Yeah. Overall, I was not blown away by the show. Like they didn't have something that they showed off and, and it was like, whoa, I didn't know they were going to jump into that type of platform or field or whatever. You know, like when they, when they debuted the Apple watch, it was like, whoa, wow, they're getting into watches. You know, they, they didn't have anything like that this year. Obviously with the, the latest iterations, they were able to bump up certain features, introduce some additional features, that sort of thing. And, uh, and that sort of, uh, cycle it was expected honestly because it's it's in that that's the current cycle is is like oh it's not the apple uh, iphone 10 it's the the 10s or the apple watch uh series 4 instead of the series 3 so overall though i mean i 
it's like on the one hand that they didn't they didn't come out with something that was like a, a brand new product or or something that was just like whoa I didn't know they were planning on doing that. But at the same time, I found myself thinking about how far we've come with cell phones overall. I mean, a lot of the smart devices of today, they incorporate so many things that I just want in a device like that, that it's becoming harder and harder. And you and I kind of talked about this a little bit after the show. It's becoming harder and harder to to be left wanting just because I don't know what I want anymore. Like before I knew I wanted a larger screen or I knew I wanted the the ability to be able to see the person I'm talking to on the phone as opposed to just having an audio conversation, that sort of thing. Or I wanted to have Wi-Fi ability, like fast internet speed on my my phone. All of these things have been incorporated in. And granted, you know, we, we talked about this sort of thing too, where like, you know, if they were to, to go venture into something like holographic imagery or that sort of thing, that would be really, really cool. But I feel like other than that, like I really, I struggle to, like if someone were to ask me, well, what exactly do you want them to add to the phone? I'm like, I don't, I'd be kind of hard, hard pressed. I, uh-huh. I, I suppose if I like were to, you know, whiteboard it out, just do a whiteboarding session and just really brainstorm like what it is I'd still want. I could probably come up with a few things, but they're, they're not so readily apparent. What did you think, Steve? Well, I thought it was a very streamlined show. It was kind of kind of leaner this time. Mm. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because in other press conferences that they've had or at this time every year, uh, they tend to release too many products and the iPhone is either midway through or it's at the end. Yeah. And most of the people there want to see the new iPhone. Right. Uh, so I thought for time-wise, I thought it was better planned in that sense. Mm-hmm. Because before, I mean, I you know, I'm... I think I would might buy a watch at some point, but I'm not really that interested. I'm not interested in the HomePod. I'm not interested in the latest, greatest computer. Um, I just want to know about the phone. Mm. And that's the same way with about 50% of, or actually 56% of Apple's consumers is they want to know about the new iPhone. So mm. the watch goes hand in hand with the iPhone. If you have an Apple Watch, you have an Apple iPhone. If you have an iPhone, most likely the watch you're going to get, if you're going to get a smart watch, is going to be that the, the, the iWatch. Mm. So with those two hand in hand, it makes perfect sense. Um, and, I, and I'm glad they didn't really deviate. By the same time, I thought they could have streamlined it a little bit more because when they were going through all the features, they, they reiterated the features of I, I like four or five times. Okay, yeah, with the A12 neural chip. Da, da, da. So... Again, A12 neural chip. We're going to with this new A12. We got it. Like, okay, you know, I don't, I heard it the first time. I heard it the second time. I heard it the third time. The 11th time I got it, you know? So, um, yeah, I, you know, last time I think they went into some new Apple campus that they're building up was supposed to be, you know, high tech and, and whatnot. Okay. Are you talking on their main campus? Um, it, no, not their main campus. It was, it was a different campus. Oh, okay. But if you remember during the show, the show was really long. Yeah. I mean, it was long. And started yeah. going, oh, here's so-and-so to talk about this. Oh, here's so-and-so to talk about that. Oh, like, oh I remember that. goodness. Yeah, like, it was a new Apple store of some kind, I think it was, that they were showcasing like like how they were doing a makeover of the Apple store itself. Yeah, that was painful. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff, I mean, it was, it's, I don't know about pain. I mean, we really wanted just to see the iPhone. We wanted to get to the good. We wanted, yeah, we wanted to just, just see the products. Yeah, and, and that that's a really good point. Is that I, I do like how they went about it this year with just keeping things much more streamlined, like what you said. Yeah, even the videos were more streamlined. I mean, last time they had, yeah, you know, and and it could be because this was an S model, not like a, a new model. Um, 
so we'll see how they do next year. But I, I was appreciative of how streamlined they kept it this time. I really like the intro too. I think that um, just the whole Mission Impossible theme song with an employee running through the property trying to get this briefcase to the show. And then the entire time you're thinking that, oh, it's probably the latest iPhone or whatever is inside. And it actually ends up being the, the presentation clicker that they pass back and forth based on who's presenting, that sort of thing. I thought that was uh, just a cute little way to start the show. And it was fun too because it wasn't, you know, Apple in the past, Oftentimes they take kind of more of an artsy approach to their intros or they can uh, kind of struggle with not trying to come across as too pretentious or whatever. And I really liked how in this intro was just it was made for fun. It was made to be just lighthearted and a little bit silly, that sort of thing. And it's cool. It just, it just set off the, the the right vibe, I would say, yeah. for the show. So they started off with the Apple Watch Series 4. And it looks like they had um, an improved microphone and speaker they talked about. They have the S4 processor, has improved performance. There's a dual-core 64-bit uh, architecture in there, which um, they were talking about was like two times faster than the Series 3. Um, they, they have an, the, uh, the accelerometer gyroscopic improvement where um, it senses if you fall. You know, that, I think that that... Actually, I remember commenting to you about this, about how for the the senior citizens, that's a really big deal because that's one of their biggest fears is falling because they're at their age, their bones are so brittle and, and oftentimes most of, um, or I should say a lot of the calls that these EMT folks get are from people who have fallen over and you know, broken a hip or broken a femur or whatever it is. So I thought it was cool how um, this this new watch can sense if you fall, um, and it, they have it designed where you can automatically contact a loved one if if you don't uh, respond to what the, the the little alert on your your watch is telling you. That's really great. I mean, I know that for, for like our grandmother, for example, I think that would be a fantastic thing for her to be able to wear an Apple Watch if she were to fall or something be able to have it set up in, in both the capacity to be able to alert the the staff where she lives, but also alert one of us as well to, hey, you know, she, she's fallen. So then, you know, you just have that response time that that's immediate. Yeah, I think it's cool. But I, I what I stumble on is there's not a lot of senior citizens who want tech or really can wrap their mind around tech. And so you have them... Have a smartwatch. They got to figure out how to use it. There, a lot of them don't even want to adapt this tech. They, they're, they're fine with how life is at this point. And so, even if they had the watch, they would have to have the smartphone. So they're getting used to two different things. And I think Apple wants their market to be the younger audience because mm. the, you know the people who are growing up, they want that consumer base that's growing and growing, not dying and dying. In a sense, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but. Um, that's the kind of the way it is. So if they're marketing something towards the audience who is going, who wants to buy it versus the, the audience who is kind of forced to have it in a, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're take this, you're yeah. wear it, you're going to like it. <laughs> and, the, and the watch is like 300 or 400 bucks. I mean, that for, for one feature for a Cedar and citizen who's hardly text messaging really, or using cameras or Boca or anything like, you know, that's, that's a lot of money for just for not a whole lot of use. Well, but I think that they're they're not necessarily targeting like our grandmother's generation. 
I think that they're targeting our parents' generation because the baby boomer generation is now entering into their 60s. Like, I mean, our parents are in their mid to late 60s already. They are senior citizens. They now qualify uh, to be- For movie discounts. Oh, I like that. So I do think that with that particular generation, they have largely adopted- a lot of the tech that our generation and generations younger than us have just embraced immediately. You know, like it, it doesn't even limit itself to the smartphones or, or watches or whatever, but also, you know, social media, for example, you know, you, our, our parents' generation, the baby boomer generation has fully embraced getting onto Facebook, get onto even Twitter, Instagram, not so much, but I mean, there, there is that kind of adoption process that's going on. And so I think at least when it comes to that particular feature, obviously the watch is marketed to everybody, but I do think in terms of that particular feature, if I'm 65 or 70 years old, I'm thinking, you know, that's actually, I like that. Like I, I, that would compel me to like that. Thank you, Joker. The other thing too, of course, overall is that the, the watch is focusing on health. Um, that has been kind of the, one of the staples of the watch ever since they first debuted series one. And they have some, some new things on there, like being able to monitor low blood pressure, the ECG thing. And so it's ECG or EKG, there's an EKG and there's an ECG. And I have no idea. I, <laughs> you know, what was interesting. I, in my notes, I wrote down, I initially wrote EKG, but then as they were talking during the presentation, I noticed that it said ECG up on the screen. Uh, maybe it does both. I don't know. Whatever it is, that's good for you. I don't work for Apple. <laughs> I am nothing but a humble podcaster. Uh, but of course, also too, they talked about how they have a larger screen. I think they said it was like 30% larger, which if you think about the size of the Apple Watch, it's <laughs> it's maybe like uh, a few centimeters larger or something like that. I, I don't even know if it's centimeters, yeah, maybe a few millimeters. Like millimeters, yeah. Yeah. But hey, I'll take it. You know, if there's more real estate, I'm all about more real estate. Like I don't want something that's like practical joke big, but something that like, you know, if you have an easier time being able to see something, especially something that's on your wrist, I'm uh, definitely all for. So um, they talked about too, how the battery life lasts 18 hours. That's perfect. I mean, just you wear it during the day before you go to bed at night, just put it on the charger and, and you don't have to really worry too much about it at all. Unless you fall down and knock yourself out and uh, don't have a full charge and the battery life just... In the middle of the Mojave Desert? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, how are you going to charge your battery if you're unconscious? <laughs> you wake up, you're like Rumpelstiltskin or something. Like you, you like have this huge beard. You're like, how long am I been out? <laughs> and how is it I'm still alive? No food or water for months. Been taken care of by the ants. <laughs> been feeding you. Wait, who was, which story was it that were, uh, Gulliver's Travels, I think it was. Wasn't wasn't Gulliver's Travels the one where like the dude was like a giant in this land of like little tiny people, micro machine people, and they like they tied him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the watch was definitely cool. I mean, the most that was probably one of the most exciting things of the show is that uh, they're they're definitely going towards a more health conscious route with the watch, and I I think that's awesome because if you think about the other stuff the watch can do, it's kind of Okay, fine. My phone does it too, as well. Like text messages, my phone does it. GPS, my phone does it. Pictures, my phone does it. Music and sound, my phone does it. So it's more like an extension of the phone anyway. Yeah. Um, even you know, talking on your on your. I mean, a lot of that stuff I'm not going to use the watch for. But if it's if I can get a version of the watch that's mainly for health right. and fitness, yeah. 
um, I'm all for it. The one thing they have to look out for is, the, is like you said, the real estate. A big, gaudy, digital smartwatch on your wrist is going to look terrible. It's going to look <laughs> atrocious. Have you seen the picture that's floating around of like a dude who like duct taped an iPhone to his wrist and called it the, the, the Apple watch and he's looking at it and it's like this huge monstrosity. I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, there's there's been people who have like duct taped or cut up their dashboards in their cars just so they could use an iPad in there and it looks awful. Yeah. So yeah, I don't doubt it, but uh, I, at least they're trying to make the straps better looking because I've seen lots of folks come through at the store with these Apple watches and they don't look well because that great. And if you recall, like they have different classes of the Apple Watch, like you have the one that's basically for the masses. Those are the ones that range between probably three hundred to five hundred bucks. But then you have another class, a second class, where that, now you're getting into thousands of dollars. It goes from like a thousand to maybe two or three grand, but it all does the same thing. It all does the same thing, but it's all in the materials. Like, like the, the, the casing of the Apple watch right. itself is of a different material, the, the watch band and sort of thing. And then there's like the third class, which is like ridiculous. Like it's like solid gold or something is clearly for the very wealthy right. and celebrities and stuff. They still got a big gaudy black screen on it. That's covering most of your <laughs> wrists. So, I mean, yeah, the underside of it's 24 carat and I'm like, all right, cool. But um, so a lot of the graphic stuff they have on there is awesome. They just got to be really battery conscious. I still want them to bring in both on the phone and the watch some sort of way to, to use light as a power source to either charge the phone and mm. the watch or um, at least uh, slow the battery drain down. I mean, if calculators can do it, and of course calculators have you know, these big bunk, 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 like three yeah. little panels on them. But I mean, this is 2018, almost 2019. There's a way to figure it out to at least make it be less of a draw. Because if I fall down and no one finds me or I'm trying to monitor this or that, my watch runs out of juice because, you know, I only got to charge it for right. so many amount of hours and the whole thing's useless. Well, and see, Steve just brought up uh, a nice to have kind of thing like for the future is that if perhaps they could find a way to incorporate some kind of solar power paneling of sorts, maybe on the face of the watch or something that plays nice with, with all the touch sensors and everything else they have in there. That makes a lot of sense because most of the time you're really not on your watch. Right. I mean, you're not just sitting there constantly using it and looking at it and everything else, which means that more often than not, you're going to be kind of in areas where it can get additional charging from the sunlight. Right. I, th I think that uh, that is, that's a, that's a good idea. Thank you, Russ. You're welcome, Steve. And I do think too that, that you brought up another um, good ob not observation, but just something I forgot to mention, which is that they are starting to have a bit more fun with the production value of the Apple Watches themselves, where you have certain types of looping animations that can occur on the watch face, which is very nice. If you recall, when they first launched the Apple Watch platform, they teased it. It was basically it was a little bit of false advertising where like you saw like some butterfly flapping its wings on there or, or whatever it was. I can't remember what, exactly what it was. But my understanding is that those animations actually did not exist on the phone. Like you could have a picture, a static picture of something on there, but it wasn't an actual motion graphics or video animation that's going on there, which makes sense because when the first one came out, you didn't have enough processing power to be able to handle something like that. And I think over time they have been able to make that a reality. One of the things that I thought was uh, surprisingly absent from the show overall, and I want to get in, we'll get into the iPhone here in a minute, but 
one of the things I, I found um, that was just, it was just was not present at all was Apple's charging pad. If oh yeah. That's, I don't know what happened. They were supposed to release that thing a while ago. Yeah. Like I think last year was when yeah. they debuted it alongside the, uh, the iPhone 10 and there was nothing that that was shown at all. And I did some research and it's still not released yet, which is crazy because there are several third party versions of the charging pads that have been released do work. And so I'm, I'm just kind of surprised just because when they had initially revealed that you could have like up to three devices or something all charging on the pad at one time, which was great, obviously, because if, you know, you have a spouse or kids or whatever, and you have multiple devices, it's nice just to be able to like plop a bunch of those things on there. But yeah, it's kind of weird yeah. how like, for whatever reason, it was just, it just was not there at all. I guess a charging pad's a charging pad. Maybe, maybe they were going to charge too much for it and, uh, and there was plenty of cheaper options that work perfectly fine. And so they just maybe abandoned it. I don't know. I have no idea. I would, I hope that they still come out with it just because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a purist in the sense I like to be able to try and maintain all the, the peripherals and accessories under the same umbrella of the, the first party developer, so to speak, instead of having all these like random <laughs> parts, they're yeah. just kind of like, well, the design doesn't really gel and there might be some compatibility issues or whatever, but I think it's something like, like a charging pad, though. I think the technology itself is universal, so I, I don't think you're going to have uh, as much of an issue in that department. Now, moving on to the iPhone. Now, of course, they showed off the iPhone XS, the iPhone XS Max, and the iPhone XR. And um, with that, of course, the with the, the Max, it has a 6.5-inch display, which is nice. Also, the display itself is uh, OLED, or is it or OLED, or is OLED? Is OLED? You, you said one and the same, yeah. Okay. Of course, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the A12 Bionic is now the... Uh, the, the, or the, the neural or A12 neural, whatever. Yeah, fastest processor ever. Like the word ever was... Ever, 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 ever. Was used quite a bit in the, the program. One of the other things that was interesting was that they introduced machine learning. I'm uh, nervously curious about that sort of thing. It's just bizarre just knowing that there's technology that is uh, rampantly obsessing over just what my habits are and who I am, that sort of thing. But at the same time, I'm curious to see uh, how that will enrich my life when yeah. it can anticipate my needs or wants or curiosities, whatever it is. So one of the other features that I thought was very cool was the dynamic bokeh, which uh, for those of you who are not familiar with what, what bokeh is, it is a type of um, photography where you can do a shallow depth of field. Normally this is achieved by um, certain lenses that you can use where you get a very shallow depth of field. It makes um, everything in the background kind of more of a rounded shape. And so you get kind of this bokeh effect that goes around, like especially like for portraits, for example, you see someone's face and they're all like super sharp and everything else. And then depending on what your f-stop is and that sort of thing, then you can get this really like buttery, rounded, bokeh, blurred background kind of thing. So what's interesting is that Apple has actually, through software, been able to replicate that same effect. And what's crazy is that you can take a picture of anything and then be able to, on the fly, adjust the the bokeh effect or basically just uh, you're, you're essentially adjusting the depth of field 
using just a little slider on your phone and judging from what we saw, I mean, it looked pretty darn good. I, I was very impressed by, by that. And so I do applaud Apple for really pushing the boundaries of what's possible with photography on their phones, just because it's not a dedicated camera. You know, I'm used to shooting with Canon products and having like some, some just crazy expensive lenses, be able to do the job of what they're simulating on their phone. I mean, I always like how they're, they're constantly trying to make the, the, the picture taking process as good as they can possibly make it. And especially for someone like myself, I mean, I currently have an iPhone six plus. I remember when I first bought the six plus, I was really impressed with the the capabilities of the camera in there. I, I really like like what, what, um, kind of results I could get from it because I think before I had the six, I think the one phone I had before that was just the four, I had the iPhone four, which again, they had cycles of like the four S and then the five and then the five S and then the six. And that's when I made my, uh, my update or upgrade, but I was pretty excited about that. what do you think of it? Yeah. I, I, I say it every year. Uh, three features you can always count on with every new phone, not just the iPhone, are going to be processor, screen quality, and camera. And that's just what we got. We didn't really get anything new. The thing with iPhones is that the, the, the main new feature and the driving force for the price is the processor inside. And that's like the main new feature, right. basically. Because if you think about all of the features on every single phone since like the iPhone 5. Mm-hmm. They change for the new models that come out, but they don't change drastically. It's not like it's a brand new model. It's a model and then the faster version of the previous model. New model, faster version of that model, and so on and so forth. But because Apple controls everything in-house, it it, it minimizes the time they go, okay, for Snapdragon, for example. Snapdragon makes a bunch of chips for the Google phones, for the Android phones. But they got to ship the chips here and there and everywhere. And so Samsung has got to get it and match with their software. HTC has got to get it, match with their software. Sony, LG, Huawei, a lot of these guys got to match with their software. So you're, they're, they're building the software around the chip instead of both the software and the chip being manufactured and tested at the same time at the same facility. So Apple's chips in that regard are like twice ahead of anything else that's on the market. And so it can do a lot more, but you have a chip that's really capable. And then you have just like these features that have been out for two or three years. They've been perfected now, but that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm conflicted with it because nothing in there was wow inspiring. Nothing last year was wow. I mean, I think the, the biggest feature last time was the Animojis. Well, yeah, you had the Animojis. You also had I mean, just the wireless charging I thought was cool. Just the idea that you could have a wireless charging pad. You just set your phone down, have it charged. Right, back but that's, up. Been that's, nice. two, that's been out for two or three years. That's, okay. that's nothing new. The face uh, unlocking system it's been I thought out for was two cool. or three years. Okay. Yeah. So, well, and that's pretty typical of Apple anyway. They're, they're always kind of the last to the party with their features, but that there's a reason for that. And it's because they really want to make sure that they're product is as robust as possible. Like I, I have found in my experience that the, the, those types of features are oftentimes the best experience on the, the Apple product as opposed to another product like HTC that was first to market with that particular feature. But it's kind of janky. It's not very stable. Anyway, what are you going to say? So Apple 
is now that, but they haven't always been that. Mm-hmm. They were the first to want to come out with this brand new phone worth it with a touchscreen on it, and everyone else had to catch up. Right. And when they were catching up, it was just this huddled mass of random plastics that worked, but it wasn't nearly as good. Yeah. But we we crossed a threshold like right after kind of the 5S in a way where we got a bigger screen size, we got a redesign, but that's when the features slowly started to, to kind of minimize and drop off. Yeah, everything is, is user-friendly and it's buttery smooth to work and operate. It takes a lot of the, the, the thinking power of how do I do this? How do I get back there again? Right. Like you have to figure out a lot of the androids. But um, it also takes away a lot of the excitement because they're not the first to bring out uh, you know, face ID. They're not the first to go tap to wake. They're not the first to bring out wireless charging. So when they come out and they say it like, Hey, we now have this. It It's like, okay, cool. Apple has it. Now it, it must work really, really good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with OLED. Yeah. I mean, Samsung's had it for a long, long time. Mm. Same thing with like stereo speakers, HTC. No one has matched HTC speakers. And right. that's one of the main drivers of, of the phone. So, Apple's adopting all this other stuff and saying in the show, hey, now we have it. Yeah, now they, they've we, now, always been you know, like that. Yeah. Now we have it is not a very good selling point. Now, now we have it is, okay, cool. I can get that now on an, on an, on an iPhone. Right. But it's not nothing to go, oh my gosh, oh my, you know, we have to go and buy it. So, and, that, and that's for me as a consumer, it's hard for me to, to come up with the amount of money that they want with these phones to go out and purchase it. I mean, the, what I use the phone with is is pretty much what the average user of of the phone is gonna use is gonna use it for. Yeah. Not a lot of people are are gonna use Boca for every single shot. Right. They're they're gonna take a shot because that's what's happening, or they're gonna take a selfie and they're not gonna go through their three thousand pictures. Mm-hmm. And use all the, the, the software that they could you know, tailor the shot up. Yeah, They're a feature like not. that is going to be more more for photography enthusiasts, right? And even with the processing power for the apps that are on the market right now, if you launch an app at the same time on like a my success, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you launch it on on the the 10s, yeah, mine's going to be slower, but it's not like it's going to take five minutes to launch an app and this is going to launch it in one second. It's going to be within five seconds of each other. Yeah. So we're not talking about eons of difference. However, price wise, we are talking about quite a difference. And I, I was looking through all the pricing, the, the most, the, the highest one, I think it was the, the S max, uh, is nearly $1,500 for the highest right. memory. I mean, that's insane. I mean, if in, and with the, the data plans nowadays with you know, AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, mm-hmm. whatever, where you have to finance the phone, that's an extra $65 a month on top of your right. talk text data plan. And if you're in a family where you're paying for multiple phones, that's an expensive bill if you're getting all those phones for everybody. I mean, that's like you're buying a game every single month. Literally, yeah. you're paying 60 bucks just for the finance charge of the phone. Yeah, I I was looking at the the price plans of that. I I saw that I think the the price that they had on there was forty eight dollars, forty eight dollars and something cents was for the, the one that you wanted, for the the um, the big one, the but the ten S Max. Uh, that was for the lowest memory one. No, that that was for the five twelve. Because mm, I looked at it just before I got here. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, that was great. Right in the microphone. Sorry. That yeah, piece of cashew all of a sudden decided to make a break for it into my windpipe. No, because the reason why I say that, I have to to check it out again, but um, I ended up ordering a couple of the, the iPhone XS Maxes last night 
we're in the market to be able to upgrade since both my wife and I have the the six plus and our phones, man, our phones are just going down the tubes currently. Like just they're, they freeze and they're being slow and all this kind of stuff. And so we, we just think, okay, it's time to be able to, to make the, the upgrade. So I, I remember cause I, cause we, we chose the 512 uh, gig hard drive and I remember seeing on there, it was like, it was going to add another $48 and something cents to my bill. I would double check. Okay. Because the XS pricing um, for the lowest memory, because I wrote it down before I got here, was it the full full retail on it? If you're not going to finance it, is thousand bucks ninety nine nine ninety nine right, which breaks down to forty nine dollars a month. If you're going for the highest memory one, it's thirteen forty nine mm. at which breaks down to sixty five a month. Now the XS Max is basically a hundred bucks more than that. Okay, so you might want to double check. Um, and that, but I mean, yeah, are you getting a, a, a pretty good phone? Yeah. I mean, you're getting, you know, at what the best that Apple has to offer. However, if what you're going to be using it for versus the average consumer is going to be using it for, I mean, they're just going to be, you know, <laughs> playing a game every once in a while, ordering Starbucks coffee. Right. You know, I mean, where do you draw the line? And I think dealing with, you know, consumers as, as often as I have, there's a real, what do I pay versus what do I get price to value? And if you compare, which I suggest everybody do before they even make a purchase, if you go through Apple's website and compare the phones, they'll give you the pricing and give you exactly what the features are. Yeah, I'm looking at, yeah, it says your payment schedule will be, I have a number of payments. I have 30 payments. And it says the amount of payment is $48.34. And the total sale of the the uh, phone was fourteen forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Fourteen forty nine. Fourteen forty nine. Correct. Yeah. It, it says. Uh, yeah. The description of wireless communications device is an Apple iPhone ten S Max uh, with five hundred twelve gigabytes. Gotcha. Yeah, the AT and T might be giving you somewhat of a discount for. Uh, Going through them for going through them, yeah. Because I just checked Apple's website, and yeah, anyone can go to the link and check it out. Gotcha. One of the other things I forgot to mention too was that they were talking about this whole dual SIM thing. Yep. Uh, enlighten us. So basically, it's not a big marketed. There's not a ton of people who need two SIMs, but I have come across people when I was selling the phones that say, "Okay, you know, I'm a pilot." I fly, you know, to from here to there, and sometimes I have to stay there for two weeks to two months, you know, depending on what the job is. And I can't, you know, I'm not going to buy an international phone plan because those are crazy expensive. Even when I go up to Canada for crying out loud, it's like, okay, yeah, buy this or else it's going to be, you know, $10 for two megabytes. You're like, right. what? So, yeah, the, the, the international plans are insane. But um, no one wants to have a phone contract for, a location they're only going to spend two months out of the year. Right. So what do you do? Well, instead of spending all the money on the contracts and the new phone, they'll have a dual SIM. So one SIM works here, one SIM works there, and they can kind of alternate or they can use both at the same time. They can be two different numbers. They don't have to be your number. Um, so that that's basically how they, they get across that. Um, I think Apple is trying to do away with the SIM altogether because they can't really go any smaller Right. I mean, it's a nano SIM. It's hard to get it, you know, that SIM card in there as it is right now. So they can't get much smaller. Um, well, and I thought that they did away with SIM cards. Nope. 
overall in terms of like, like when, like for instance, when I get my new iPhone in the mail, I'm assuming I just plug it into iTunes and all of my information gets transferred and activated onto this new phone. It, all your information will get transferred, but the SIM card is the key to use it on the network. Because I remember like the older phones, like I'd have to go to the store and then they'd have to like pull apart the phone and get the SIM card out and put that SIM card into the new phone. But I don't think they do that anymore, right? Uh, they, they they still do. Depend, well, depending. Because, for, for the iPhone. Right. Because a lot of the iPhones come, some of them, depending on the store you go to, if you if you're go to direct AT&T, then typically the phone is going to come with the new SIM in it, but you could still take that SIM out. For example, my phone, I just took the, the SIM out of my 5S. I put it right in this one. It worked just fine. I just had to transfer my pictures and songs and, you know, whatever and whatnot over. But it, it was still the little door came out. SIM card went in. Really? Door, yep. I wonder if my phone, I don't remember if mine. Sure does. It's right there on the side. Is that it right there? Uh-huh. Interesting. So, yeah. Matter of fact, with so with the uh, the sevens, uh, when they that was the last phone, the generation phone that I sold, they actually came with a little. Uh, actually, the phones before then too, but they came with a little popper, sim popper, that little tool. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know, open the thing up. Yep. So uh, I'm wondering if I'm going to have to do it with this, where I have to pop out the SIM card out of this and put it into the the 10, or if I can just do everything completely through Apple servers. Uh, you're well, you know, you're definitely going to have to pop out the unless, you know, well, here's the the thing: if they give you a new SIM, like if SIM cards have come up in, in quality and and speed since you've got that phone, then yeah, they're probably going to have to do that. Otherwise, uh. Yeah, you're you're gonna basically pop your SIM out and put it in the other phone. It, it means no, I could do it for you. Oh, you know. thank you. That's, a, that's, a, that's very generous. Of you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I also ordered myself an Apple Watch. Nice. It's me the first one, but I figured that the Series Four is the perfect opportunity to be able to come in. They have enough of the gadgetry and the performance upgrades and whatnot. I, I intentionally avoided the series one just because that was the first time oh, that well, they had yeah. come out the gate. And then sure. even, even the ones that came out afterwards, I was like, okay, that's better that they're, they're introducing more features that I think are cool, but it's not quite there yet. I feel like this is like the perfect opportunity to be able to do it. So, um, and, and of course all my, uh, uh, old school traditional watches uh, need to have their batteries replaced because they're all dead. So I was thinking, <laughs> well, especially like going once again, going back to the health thing. Um, I tend to have more high blood pressure. Um, and so it's, I, I for one would like to be able to keep uh, track of that. Also too, my day job has a program in place where they want, want to encourage employees to walk. And there's like a step tracker app that's there. And, I, and you can apply that to your Apple watch. And of course, they have like a monetary incentive that's in place as well. So if you're able to make certain goals that they have there, then you can make extra coin uh, at the end of the year or whatever it is. And so that's one of the bummers is that because I don't have that, I have to keep my work phone on me in order to, to try and achieve those steps versus like just having something on my wrist that's just always on and uh, be able to work towards that. So in a weird way, I'll be able to uh, make that money back, Steve. You know, it just dawned on me. While you were uh, talking there, when I was looking, did at the- it dawn on you or did it sunset on you? Uh no, it dawned on me. Okay, Russ. okay, okay. So, yeah, no, I, I on the Apple's website, it was it was giving me a twenty four month option, not a thirty month option. Oh, for the sixty five. Correct. Thingy that yeah. You're talking- so uh, if if you if you shorten him the amount, yeah. 
<laughs> if you short amount of time when you're financing something, then your payments sure. go, you're, you're higher, obviously. Either way, it's going to equal out to the same Absolutely. MSRP price. Gotcha. What do you think of the XR? So the XR was a little confusing for me. Was it, Russ? Uh, just because in the past, they had like, <laughs> wasn't it like the 5C? The 5C or 6C. So in the past they had, okay. So when the 5S was out, they brought out the 5C, which is essentially. It's like a cheaper version of the phone, right? It's, well, it was the same exact thing as the 5. It was essentially the 5 with a, with a little bit better battery okay. in it with a plastic colored fun background. That was it. So it was, all the guts were exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then you had the 5S, which was the faster version, had the thumbprint, you know, unlock yeah. and the better camera and whatever and whatnot. Essentially, the 5C was the exact same thing as the 5. Okay. Now, the SE was an awesome phone because that one was essentially the 6S within the 5S chassis ah. and with a flushed camera on it. So, I mean, it could pretty much do everything that the 6S could do. Better battery, small, you know, throw it in your pocket. And there's still a market for folks who are like, I don't need that big of a phone. I just want to throw it in my pocket and be right. good, you know, AKA senior citizens. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that phone still sold uh, quite a bit. So I'm surprised they didn't uh, mention any kind of new. Yeah. The XR SC. thing was, it was a little confusing for me because um, as they were talking about what was inside the XR, I mean, it seemed like all the same yeah. guts of the, the, the 10 S was in the XR, except for like, it doesn't have, uh, as much of a robust camera, you could tell that. Uh, but yeah, I, it just they had different colors to it and that sort of thing. I didn't think one way or the other. I, I'm all, all always for like kind of like the the premium best of the best sure. kind of thing. So I want the largest screen and I want the stereo sound. I don't know if the XR had the stereo or not. Yeah, I imagine it does. The XR. I, the, I was looking through the the comparison. I like the letter though. I knew you would. Mm-hmm. So the XR basically has features from the 7 all the way up into the 10S, okay. depending on what it is. Like you were just talking about the camera. The camera is the, the 7 camera with the new A12 neural chip. Mm-hmm. And with that, they can achieve things like the Boca, for right. example. But it still has its same megapixels. Like the, it does pretty much the same thing. Now, there's no dual lens on mm-hmm. it. And therefore there's no telephoto zooming or anything like that. So the camera, yes, it's still very, very good. It's not, but you know, like there's some stuff that it cannot do. Yeah. Um, now it, you know, it has the, the good processor and it still has a very good battery. And matter of fact, it, the, with the battery it does have, it can utilize the energy of the battery better because it's not OLED. Mm. It's the liquid retina, which is slightly better than what they had on this, on the seven. It's like a hundred difference on contrast, basically. I was looking through it. One was like 1,400 to one. I think it was, this one's like 1,500 to one. But the XS is like a million to one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the screen is not as good. Um, it's still a great phone. And at the price point, I think it's like 750 or 800 Yeah, I think it's 750, yeah. So I mean, for that, you still get a quite a big screen. I think it's like 6.1 inch. So there's a lot you get with it. So I mean, I think for the average person, the XR might be the better deal. Because mm-hmm. you're getting, especially... From what you're upgrading from, if you have a seven, is it worth upgrading? Maybe. If you have a six, I would say definitely. Yeah. Especially if you don't have twice the cash you know, for an XS or just an or just 10s. Excuse me. And I say for for my wife and I, you know, we, we are just in that state of just being in the market to upgrade. Where it's it's 
been four years since we upgraded our phones. And so it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're kind of in that cycle of wanting to, to do that. And so I'm looking uh, forward to having that be delivered. But I am curious to see what Apple has in store with their, I don't know if they're going to call it the iPhone 11. I imagine that's probably what it's just going to be. But I'm curious to see, like, if they're going to have any kind of other ginormous kind of change-ups with how they go about doing their their phone uh, interactions and human interaction stuff. So, did you have any uh, concluding thoughts about the the show? Um, well, not necessarily about the way the show was. I I would really like to see them uh, still come out with some some better features with the phone. I think they need to at this point because. Everybody was excited, but no one was amped. It wasn't like right. some standing ovation. You had that one person know. who was uh, really the, the the quick to clap, uh, yeah, and get everyone else clapping in the, the auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, um, yeah, Apple basically, you know, they 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 did what they did best, but which is come out with a new phone that's going to be very dependable and with the features that pretty much the average consumer wants yeah uh, but nothing that's groundbreaking right um i'm still thinking of getting a seven myself because the features that that has compared to what i have and the price point it is i mean i can get double the memory a better battery a better screen um water resistance uh, <laughs> you know able to image stabilization for 550 bucks there you go so i mean all that stuff which is almost everything better than my phone for an upgrade, which one do you have i have the success Success, yeah. So that's at least like 30% better than the phone I have. Mm -hmm. And this one's starting to kind of show its age a little bit. Definitely needs a new battery. And, Ross, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll tell you. Oh. You know, the other viewers. Viewers or listeners? Well, actually both because we're on YouTube. Well, they can't see well, us. Well, they can see the background. They know. They're viewing it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can, depending on the quality of your of your phone, like if you kept it up and there's no scuff, scratches, or you know, any yeah. imperfections that you're trying to hide, you can trade in the device yes. to either AT&T, Verizon, whatnot, right. and or even Apple, and they can apply that credit right. to the new phone. Yeah, I looked at that for mine because I was thinking, well, yeah. let me just see what the 50 bucks. Yeah, mine was 100 I'm like, bucks. are you serious? 50 bucks for a 6 Plus? No, I'm going to hold on to it because yeah. actually I, I could turn it into like a bona fide iPod. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I might do the same. I'm not sure. Um, they give me 100 bucks for mine, which means it'd be 450 bucks instead of 550 for an upgrade, which, I mean, that's, that's, that's a deal. Yeah. You know? But I would be the one since... I like my plan. There's nothing in it. I have, I have like this post-employee AT&T plan. I don't want to get rid of it. And I know if I oh. <laughs> if I have to uh, go through AT&T to get it, they're going to like totally cancel it. So I have to spend that amount of money up front. Come on. I have to share a story with you. So while I was going through the process of, of purchasing this phone, I did it through AT&T because they're the, the carrier that, that we use. Right. And they have a, promo a promotion going where if you were to buy two of the iPhone 10s, that they would give you $700 off the second phone, which I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, I'll take that. That's a good deal. Well, their whole setup was that you had to have the other person like come onto your account. It's a brand new line. Yeah. And by doing so, they would have to forfeit their phone number. 
That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That's a dinosaur way of how you do business that, in this day and age. That's been how it's how it's been going for a long time. They I, have got to, I even tweeted. I tweeted at AT&T about this and was like, "Hey, piece of advice. If you're going to offer some kind of deal, make sure that like your pre-existing customers have a way to be able to exercise that deal because I mean, who doesn't want to be like empowered as a customer to be able to take advantage of those those deals that come across? And it's not rocket science. If you have two people that are both customers of AT&T, they have their own profile pages set up and stuff, just have a checkmark box in your profile that states that you have a spouse, you know, spouse, you know, connect to spouse, for instance. Checkmark it, then fill in the necessary information like the person's name, their phone number, any kind of pertinent information that helps to link those two accounts together. And then it satisfies that requirement because then you have two people who are together. They get to maintain their phone number and then you get the deal. And then I, co- I walk away as a happy customer as opposed to this like extinct, out of date completely convoluted approach to this sort of thing. And there's just, in this day and age, there is no excuse for that, (laughs) especially considering how everybody's on a cell phone these days. You don't have like the landline thing is becoming more of a rarity. So it makes no sense for anyone to have to change their phone number and go through the agony of having to let let everybody know that their number is different and they have to memorize that number. And that's an inconvenience. I'll let you in on the on the uh, the secret, Russ. Oh, please mean, do, Steve. They basically so AT and T. They get paid by adding lines. They don't get paid by upgrades. So they they don't they don't make any money. Like before the whole financing thing came out, which was right when the six was was dropped, they were giving you an upgrade for adding a two year contract with them. So no ands no ands ifs or buts. You had to pay AT&T for two years your data plan, mm-hmm. which is how they made up the cost for discounting the phone from 600 bucks down to 200 bucks. So then everybody got up, upset, was like, I hate contracts. Contracts are a four-letter word. Yeah, so yeah. They, they said, fine, we won't put you in a contract anymore. We'll let you finance the phone, which you can get a new phone anytime you want. Yeah. You have to turn, there are certain rules and regulations you have to follow, but we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. So they still need to make up the difference. AT&T and partly Verizon and Sprint get paid on adding new lines. Cause in a sense it's new numbers that they, that they can, they can um, charge onto your plan. Mm-hmm. So an upgrade doesn't count because those are already existing. That's not new. New is when they, is if, you know, I'm just born and I want to use a phone, but you know, I don't have a job. And so which, oh, I do have a job by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, or for example, I guess the better example would be your daughter. Job is to annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> Go ahead. Mike. I'm going to poke you anyway. <laughs> so you, when your daughter gets to like junior high, yeah, you're going to want her to have some sort of phone. Mm-hmm. You can't just hand her a phone and go, here you go. It's either got to be a prepaid phone or it's going to be added on to your monthly bill. Mm-hmm. If it's added on to your monthly bill, they have to assign a number. That's an add a line. Okay. So they're going to make all that money up and the whole entire plan for as long as she owns that phone and is paying on that plan. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to make up the difference. So you and your wife upgrade and you guys have already been paying AT&T for your plan for the longest time. They make no new money on you upgrading, which is why they're, they're trying to make it up with the financing. So if I go, yeah, I pay AT&T and you pay AT&T. I just want to be part of his plan. Can we get a new? They're going to be like, no, you have to add line. And the second part of that is with the iPads, because a lot of times their sales will be, you'll get a free tablet. Get a free. Yeah. So that's the same thing. You have to add that 
to your data plan. They don't assign a phone number to it, even though hardly anybody is ever going to use their iPad to call out. They'll still use a phone number to link it to the data plan that they're providing. The sticker, so people go, okay, I get a free iPad. Cool. I win for me. Mm-hmm. The thing is, in the long run, you're going to pay for that iPad and a lot more because it's attached to your, your plan and you're, ex- you're paying that extra like 40 bucks or right, whatever right. it is yeah. every single month for however many years. Yeah. Hardly anybody uses their data plan for their iPad. They yeah. use it on their home Wi-Fi system. So it's just money that's coming back to AT&T. I see. So I get it. It's the business plan they have. They have to make money. They have to stay in business, you know, whatever. But the thing that, that they need to do is they're not telling everybody right up front. It's not very crystal clear. People get in. They say they, they see the savings. They see the dollar amount. They see free, whatever it is, and they just want to act on it. Well, yeah. that's what happens. Well, thank you for that. It's very educational. Educational. Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm for exclusive and early access to the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash joygasm TV. Last but not least... Search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time, which we didn't do this past week because we had to uh, record our uh, Apple uh, Patreon bonus episode of just giving our, our uh, yeah, as blame, I said earlier, real-time reactions. Blame, blame Apple for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Later.